I actually broke up on a porn set. It was a mess. It must have been a messy breakup. Did everyone have to like pause the production? No, no, no. No, the production was safe. So it was like post scene? Yeah. The yeah. show must go on. Show the show must go, must go on. That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. Buckle up for some wild breakup stories. I'm not spending one more second of this life with some inconsiderate prick. And now I hate you, you slutty bastard. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. Welcome to the Bad Break Podcast, where we dive into the wildest, wackiest breakup stories out there. We're your hosts, Chris Riata and Gigi Engel. Be sure to download, rate, and review today's episode so we can keep bringing you these juicy, jaw-dropping stories and expert insights from the world of love, sex, and heartbreak. Today, we are so excited to be joined by an incredible panel of sex experts and influencers in the sexual wellness space, including the Erica Lust, an erotic film director, screenwriter, producer, and founder of the Erica Lust brand. We are also joined by the incredible Avril Clark, a sexologist and intimacy coordinator who works as a sex educator and sex therapist for adolescents and adults in Barcelona. We also have with us today Sarah Brown, an adult industry specialist, a gender fluid queer femme performer, actress, dancer, model, sex writer, and visual artist with honestly one of the coolest Instagram pages that I've seen in a minute. I was just stalking you before this happened. (laughs) So, so lovely to have all of you here. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. We'd love for you all to just quickly introduce yourselves and tell us about either one of your worst breakup stories or one of the craziest things that you've ever done after a breakup. Not to put you on the spot. It's about to get real. Maybe we can start with you, Erica, just because I see you first. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy person here because my last breakup was... 23 years ago. So there you go. And now everybody is super <laughs> shocked because that seems like I'm living in another world that is not even from today, you know. Was it that uh, bad of a breakup that you just decided to never date again? No, actually, I I, I, I was coming out from a kind of open relationship. We have been together for quite many years, but but, you know, with many relationships going on at the same time. And then, actually, I met someone really special. And that is the person I'm together with now. So it's kind of the opposite of a crazy, you know, breakup story. Okay, well, have you at least done anything crazy after a breakup? Tell us you burned someone's house down, at least in your wild youth. That, that would be a great story. But I think that I was more of the kind of person that when people left me, but but now, again, I was young back then, you know, I was almost a teenager. So maybe I was a little more crazy. But my idea of a breakup was always, you know, I'm going to show them that they missed out on the best <laughs> fucking person ever. You know, I, you know, the powerhouse kind of strategy. Girl, we love to see it. Exactly. How about you, Avril? Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I guess I did. I I guess it was kind of similar situation from what Erica went through because I was with this person, but in kind of like an open situation for many, many years. Well, six, which is a lot when you're like 
in high school, college. That's forever. That's it was forever. <laughs> it was devastating. But then at, in retrospect, I'm like, thank goodness, because then I would have missed out on a lot of different experiences. Mm. He became in a relationship with someone on Facebook. And so I caught it at like three o'clock in the morning and I was like, bingo. And so I commented on it because I had actually seen him like a couple days before. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because all the family were commenting like, congratulations. So I knew they would all get notified that I wrote that. So I wrote that. It felt really good. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's badass. Honestly, respect. RIP to when Facebook used to be like the top place to shame people. Yeah, those right. are the days. Uh, wait, did he like tell you to like take down your comment or did he like call you screaming? Oh my what gosh. Happened? I don't remember. It's been so long, but I feel like it was like a swift delete, but it was enough time that everyone saw. Definitely. So that felt good. <laughs> we love to see it. Respect. Thank you. Incredible respect. And how about you, Sarah? Um, I feel I have the most intense breakup stories in here. Best for last. <laughs> um, I actually have two um, juicy breakups to tell you. Uh, the first one, I was in my early 20s and I was in, um, I was traveling while I had a boyfriend who was kind of well, waiting for me in Italy. And long story short, five days before I come back to Italy and he was so excited about it and we were on the phone talking about it. I just kind of panic and and I tell him that I actually had an affair with a girl because there it was my kind of bisexual awakening. <laughs> and it was such a worst time, the worst timing ever, obviously, because he got mad and, and he was like, it doesn't matter if it's a girl, it's still, uh, you're still trade me and everything and of course like he was kind of like, like my communication was terrible and um, <laughs> love to see the ownership <laughs> yeah then I tried to fix it when I came back to Italy but obviously I I couldn't but it's okay it's, it's okay like it, we weren't meant to be he was talking about family and these kind of things and I was <laughs> Oh, like, girl, that was never your journey. Mm -mm. It was today. I can I can confirm that. No, 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 no. I'm I'm on the other side of any idea of traditional family. And the last one was I actually broke up on a porn set. Oh wait, I need all the details there. How did that breakup happen? Well, you know when people are like they say they say I have no problem with you being a sex worker or being a porn performer. Like I'm open minded. I'm such a woke person. Yeah. But mm -hmm. not if you do it with uh, other men. Because mm. obviously, like, if you do it with another girl, it's so exciting for them, right? But then... Yeah, but the one penis policy is so toxic. Ugh. No, so, like, it... Uh, yeah, they they couldn't stand it, and it, and it was... It was a mess. But was were it literally... Was it literally on the porn set? It was right. on the porn set. They were with Wait, you? I need, like, I need was to it... know the details. I need to know the details. <laughs> Yeah, was it like take your partner to work day or something? Yeah, like what was he doing there? <laughs> they were a producer. Oh. Wait, so they work in the industry too? Mm-hmm. And knew exactly what was going to happen. It's not like he, like he hadn't seen, like hadn't he seen the script? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is also something that happens with a lot of civilians, you know? They think they can handle it exactly. and then they have a hard time handling it i mean not everybody is emotionally mature to be able to see their couple having a good time with someone else yeah totally true i yeah. feel like it's a it's like an interesting case though because it's like this was an actual person who was a 
porn producer on the set who'd already seen the script. Interesting. But I think that uh, I think this situation made me question a lot. Like when we say sex work is work, like there are many people who aren't sex workers who thank you. Like they, they say sex work is work and they act as a lies. But then it's like, I wonder how many of these people like actually question themselves. Like if I had, if, if, it's, if, it's, if the closest person I have, is a sex worker wants to become one like would I actually say mm-hmm. would I keep saying that sex work is work or or in general like what mm-hmm. do I think about when I say sex work is work like what is I mean probably it's something that you really understand when you do it at least once in your life to understand you know like that mm-hmm. is is work meaning what that you are doing it because you have career ambitions because you need money like all the, the basic reasons why people work so how did that conversation go down then? It must have been a messy breakup. Did everyone have to like pause the production? No, no, no. No, the production was safe. So it was like post scene? Yeah. The yeah. show must go on. Show the show must go, must go on. That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's work, but it's still, it's also a very specific kind of work. Like you have like mm-hmm. an emotional, inf- like you are totally mm-hmm. involved in what you're doing. So like if you, I don't know, if you had a, something bad happened to you yesterday, probably today at work, like it will still affect you. And, and also knowing that you will see yourself afterwards. So you want to make sure that you are feeling well, you're feeling good when you do the scene so that when you watch it, when it's out, like you don't feel bad or it doesn't trigger anything weird. Right. Yeah. With Gigi and I, when, when we were putting together this episode and this panel, we were talking a lot about how exactly what the three of you all kind of said perfectly, like your work, it involves real humans. It involves real emotions. But when it comes to the viewer sometimes or the audience, they are, you know, only looking at this kind of like fantasy, this like facade, like the, the what is given to them and not really peeling back those layers. So what like one of our first questions that we were really interested in asking you guys was, you know, how being in this industry has impacted your dating lives. Um, I mean, it sounds like there have been some major success stories and then some kind of messy breakups. But do you think do you think like overall that this has been like helpful to your to your dating life or, or harmful or what have what have been your views on it? Well, I, I would definitely say helpful. I, I mean, being in contact with so many people who, you know, who has experience around sex, who knows how to communicate, uh, who feel good in their bodies, uh, who connects with other people in front of your eyes and you get to be there and to kind of be part of it and see how it works. I think it really helps you to open up your mind and to understand even other sexualities outside how you define yourself. I think that you become more curious generally of just, you know, watching watching different kind of porns or, you know, being in contact with with different kind of sex workers, etc. What if, Erica, in your personal life, because, you know, you've been with your partner for quite some time. Yeah. Like, how do you think, like, being in this industry has impacted your relationship for in positive ways? Well, I, I think that I really have the ability to be able sometimes to play many roles inside my relationship. I think that that one part of our success story is that we are very good in, in both giving ourselves time together and giving ourselves privacy to enjoy our sex life also that's super interesting 
I would think that that's something that, you know, regardless of what industry you're in, that that's like such a hard thing. People in open relationships kind of talk all the time about how it's like a very fine line, you know, and it's like a constant like negotiation almost. But it sounds like you really you found your groove kind of. Is it would you attribute that to to being in the industry that you're in? I I mean, I think it comes from different kind of parts. I mean, I am Swedish. I grew up in kind of a liberal society where we did talk about sex from an early age it was something quite natural not like in other countries where you know sex education is really very basic and down to you know the the reproductive system and the risks of sex in my sex education we you know talked about so many other aspects of it uh, the emotional aspect connecting consent etc etc so i think that that is part of of who i became and then i also think that as a young adult i kind of got into a more open way of looking at relationship and learned quite early how to deal with with things as jealousy and how to kind of ethically you know be able to to stay in a relationship like that and I think that those knowledges really helped me in the relationship I have today Hmm. yeah that's super fascinating Sarah what about you like you've been working in this industry for a long time you wear so many different hats one like in front of the screen when it comes to porn and behind the screen how has that impacted relationships with you other than the super break up on the set story (laughs) um you always have to do this thing of like you know you met you meet someone for the first time and not only in daily life but in any other social context you always have to read the room and understand if if -hmm. it's a good moment or if it's a good context to disclose this information or if it's better to like um, firstly see if Mm -hmm. you can trust the people around you and then eventually like tell them because it's, sadly, it's something that people can use against you like very quick. Yeah, it's still so taboo for, for so many people. But many people have this idea that sex is just something that happens out of magic. You know, Absolutely. you look at someone and then you're on to them and you don't even talk. And it's like the Hollywood version of it, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say it's like, it's interesting that we're having this conversation with the three of you. I, I typically, you know, I guess for whatever reason, I think of the porn industry as being very like male dominated. And I kind of wonder what implications that has, you know, on on the industry. Would you say that you found in your careers that it is like a male dominated industry? And I guess how does having that sort of lack of like female or non-binary sort of representation in the in the rooms where it matters, how has that impacted the industry? Well, you know, the porn we have is a mirror of the society we live in. Uh, the values we see in most of the porn that's out there is a, a clear reflection. Uh, it's not that different than other values in our society, you know, in, in, mm. in the end. But what I have seen during my years in this industry is definitely how more women, how more more non-binary, how more trans people, how, you know, new uh, groups of people are coming into this industry and are starting to make different kinds of content that has to do with who they are, what they want to see, what they want to express, etc. So it is an industry that is changing, but said that we are still talking about a small, small crumble of the whole big kind of porn market. I would also add that it's not only the porn industry that is male dominated. It's like all industries and all industries reflect the the male domination that that they have. 
And it's curious because every, every time like people are like, oh, because porn is like this industry where it's all men exploiting women, etc. Like, what about the other industries? Isn't it the same? Literally every yeah. industry, like the gender yeah. gap is a thing. Like, and, and porn industry is prob- it's probably the only industries where women get to have like higher salaries. But at the same time, you know, if you look at the industry as an industry and you start looking at who's the owner of the companies, etc., you mm-hmm. will find very few women-owned companies. You will find very few, you know, women-run companies. Uh, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. You know, now that we're coming up towards like the end of our time together in our interview, we would love to know what advice you amazing, sex-positive, fabulous women would <laughs> give someone who's going through a really bad breakup. Watch a really good porn for real. (laughs) (laughs) But watch it, watch it. Use this breakup, this very fucked up moment to ask yourself the right questions before you watch porn. Like don't find Mm. like, don't try to find relief in porn. Otherwise you will feel probably worse than before. And and also (laughs) make time for a very long session with yourself use toys and anything whatever but yeah to get a tantra massage do Ooh. something that you've never done before you know Meet yourself with you know indulgence of your own body of your own pleasure etc or you know just call your friends go out and dance i mean i think yes that... hedonism <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so insightful. I have a whole new outlook on porn and breakups and how the two intersect. I feel like we've really covered it all. You guys have been absolutely sensational and we've been very privileged to have you here on the Bad Break podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. What an excellent way to end our season. It's a a happy ending. A happy ending. It's a happy ending for everyone. Talking about my side, baby. Perfect. I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we could have gotten a better group of people together to end this season. I mean, a badass group of women who are running the porn industry. That it's just amazing. And unbelievable. The, the thought of having a bad break in the middle of a porn set is I'm mind dead. blowing to me. Mind blowing. And she still went. She kept going. The show must go on. The show must go on. Queen. Fucking badass. So badass. Absolutely unbelievable. Also, I love the days of using Facebook to get revenge on your ex with like blowing up their entire life in one one quick comment. Remember when you could just like drop a quick little comment and then like every single person's like moms, aunties, brothers, sisters, cousins would see what you wrote? Immediate, oh, immediate. Bad. When I post, I came out and when I posted my coming out thing, uh, it was just like a one sentence thing on Facebook. Like, hey, family and friends, I'm gay. Within minutes, the entire world knew. Like Absolutely. I had cousins texting me like, we love you for who you are. <laughs> I honestly, I kind of miss those days. RIP Facebook for being cool. Yeah, literally. But oh my God, what a great panel. This has been such a fun fucking season. Gigi, I mean, I'm this hyped. This been amazing. I- I think we're already we're already set on a season two. But y'all, if you want a, another season, you have to let us know. Please like, download, rate, review, all that good shit. Blow up our Instagram. Keep the bad break vibes going, y'all. 
Yeah, we want to come back for you forever and ever. And like next season, we have some serious stuff planned. So make it happen for us. Be sure to like and subscribe this episode. That is all we have for today. We'll catch you later. Love ya. Bye, guys. Love ya.